You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode 249. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and today I have a very, very special guest, someone who has been on the podcast before, all the way back in episode 39, and we thought it was high time that I invite my daughter, Kate Brzezicki, back to the podcast. It was time. It, it was, was time. It was time. Yeah. I had multiple people reach out and say, you should do another podcast with your daughter. Did Aww. you know that? I did not know that. And I actually went back and listened to the whole thing today. Oof. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, like, you were 12 years old. Oh. Because it was three years ago. Yeah. And so now Kate is 15, and so we thought it was time to do an updated podcast with an updated teenage daughter. Look at me go. Look at you go and grow and uh, talk about some things today. So if you want to listen to the first episode where I interviewed my then 12-year-old daughter, you can go all the way back to episode 39, but we are going to dive in today and talk about some stuff. You ready? Heck yeah. Okay. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was because I I actually, like I said, I went back and listened to that episode today and it was funny to me to hear the answers that you had to some of the questions. Um, So as you get older, you start to understand a little bit more about the world. You understand more about how things work. So I'm curious what you think Biceps After Babies is and what you think I do all day long. A lot. You're working like every single second. So that's really fun. But like, what is it? Yeah. That's the question. Um, basically it's a company that you started cause you're literally incredible in North Carolina. Like how long ago? Yeah. Like, really eight, long time like ago. eight years ago. Yeah. And you've like grown this like incredible business from like you in your desk, in your, ba- in your bedroom to like, now you have like how many employees is it now? Like, oh, there's seven of us. Yeah. Well, plus coaches, plus coaches, plus and everything. contractors, and, and it's yeah. like this huge, big thing. Like, you have stickers. I have a sticker of your. <laughs> I have a bicep after baby sticker in my room right now. Like, that's incredible. <laughs> that so that's when I made it. Yeah, for sure. When I you have merch. <laughs> yeah. Made it. And we made it in life. Um, so, what do you think I do all day long? Um, well, you're always on your computer and stuff. But what am I doing? Every time I, like, walk behind you, it's usually up to, like, what's that, like, messaging, like, Slack and stuff, like, talking to, like, your employees and stuff, and you're all, like, you're on, like, Instagram and, like, a lot of emails, and I don't know what the thing is, but, like, doing, like, ads and stuff, I always see you, like, you're, whenever I talk to you about your um, business, it's always, like, freaking Facebook ads. Freaking Facebook ads. I don't know what they're doing, but they're not doing it right. They're not doing it right. Yeah. They are not, they're in the doghouse right now. In in the doghouse. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so what do you think about me working? I think it's literally incredible. Like everything that you do all day is just, um, like you're working so hard for something and then you like to be able to see it grow is like, even from my perspective, like I don't have like great grasp on like how much it's grown, but like 
to like just to see like you work for something and then actually come to like fruition is actually really incredible and really inspiring. That's awesome. But you said I work a lot. A lot. So do you wish I didn't work? Um, I think there was a period a few years ago where like that was definitely like something we talked about where it was like, I don't know, like sometimes I'd want to like hang out with you, like watch a movie or like do like we'd have like girls nights and stuff when the boys would go to I don't know where they went, but like we'd go to Cheesecake Factory and like have a movie night. And there's times where like, I'd want to do that more, but like you're just working too much. But I think like lately it's gotten a lot like better and like you're maybe just because I'm out of the house more but like when I come back you're like good about like being like this is our time this is family time and this is time we spend together yeah we do like to do cheesecake factory that's kind of your cheesecake factory dates yeah yeah I think it's awesome so one thing that's really important for me is to model um a partnership between husband and wife and you know balancing what previously has been seen as like very traditional roles with actual a partnership where dad and I like raise you guys together and, you know, split duties and tasks that have to do around the house. So what, what do you think about both dad and I both working? Um, well, you're both currently working like most days you're both, uh, working, but I'm at school usually, and I'm at like do out doing things. And so when I come home, it is usually you're already here and then dad comes home and then we have like time with the family. So I think that um, if you both like have jobs that you like are working with and enjoy, then come be, being able to come back and have that time with the family is um, something I feel like that's really important to you guys. And I think you do it really well. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so one of the things I've shared on the podcast is that you went vegetarian. I did almost almost a year ago. Yeah, almost my anniversary. It is. Is there like a veg vegiversary? Okay, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's not. There could be though. There could be, but we're not calling it that. Okay, fine. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that decision and um, what prompted it and how it's going. Yeah, um, it was literally Thanksgiving Day a few last year. Last year. Last year because we did Thanksgiving the day before and then went to Disneyland on Thanksgiving, which was a choice. Um, and yeah, I kind of up to building up to that point, like I'd kind of thought about it before the idea of like just maybe not eating as much meat and like I tried to like whenever I cooked for myself I wouldn't make anything with meat but like I would obviously like eat with the family and stuff like that but um kind of on that day we were just at Disneyland and I was just like I actually just we were getting lunch and stuff and I was like I actually don't want meat because we were getting burgers and I was like I don't want it I don't need it and so I got like an impossible burger and that entire day I like didn't have meat and like that kind of was like building up then I started like working on that and it just like happened the next like few weeks after that I just stopped eating meat and I haven't really gone back yeah and part of me was like oh okay well cool we'll see how this goes yeah. we'll <laughs> just see. a phase just a phase uh, well I wasn't I, not that I like <laughs> thought it was a phase but it was just like we'll just see how this goes I don't yeah. I don't know you know kids decide things all the time and uh yeah you definitely like stuck with it mm-hmm. and and really um so one of the things that I you know obviously has become well I don't know obviously because I Sometimes vegetarians don't actually eat vegetables, but you have eaten a lot more vegetables. Yeah. And so I'm curious what you've learned about nutrition over the last year, or what do you have integrated of the things that you've learned about nutrition over the last year, especially as becoming vegetarian? Yeah, I've definitely become a lot more aware of what I'm eating because I don't know, with meat, it's just like, it's such a good source of like protein specifically that you're just like, when it's a part of your diet, you don't. I feel like you have to be less conscious, or maybe just I was, I was less conscious of what I was eating. Maybe that's also part of me growing up. Um, 
But now that I've stopped eating meat, I have to be way more conscious of, like, getting, like, those proteins and vitamins and stuff from other places that I've had to be able to, like, figure out what actually might be, like, in certain foods. And, like, instead of, like, maybe just having a bowl of cereal, like, adding to that bowl of cereal to make sure I'm actually getting the, like, um, best I can out of a certain food. Yeah, I've noticed that a lot. Like, you're always very conscious about, like, making sure you're still getting protein and mm-hmm. having protein from different sources, even if you're not, you're not eating meat. And, and having, like, a variety of, of, of sources. Yeah. been really impressed with you paying attention to Aww. your nutrition. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, over the last couple of years, you've become quite the chef. Oh, yeah. And I think this is one of the reasons that it, it works is because one of the things that you told me, or well, I told you early on, I was like, okay, cool. We can totally support you being vegetarian. Yeah. Um, I will cook some vegetarian meals, but we're not, the whole family is not going to vegetarian. Yeah. So, you know, I will, I'm not going to like cater to just making vegetarian meals. And Absolutely. you were, and you told me what? I'll do a lot of meals myself. Yeah. You were yeah. like, you don't have to change anything. Like I will. You have your food. I have mine. Yeah. I will. If, if I need to, I can like make food and you've stuck to that really mm-hmm. well. It's like, uh, you know, I do try to do at least one or two vegetarian meals a week yeah. and, and some at least that can, at least we leave like the meat Modified. on the side. Yeah. yeah. On the side. But there's sometimes that like we don't, it's an, it's not a vegetarian meal and you yeah. do a really great job of going to the kitchen and making yourself something and definitely putting something together that's in the kitchen and, and having it for dinner. Yeah. And that's something I'm super proud of being able to like figure out about myself and like find the, like a uh, actual like skill in the kitchen to like be able to make that work for myself. <clears throat> Excuse me. So why do you think, um, you know, one of the things I think, well, actually I'll ask you this question. Do you find that other teenagers your age think about nutrition or think about food? Is that something that you feel like is unique to you or, you know, where did that come from of that desire to eat vegetarian, to like pay attention to protein, to eat vegetables? Um, I think other people my age are are conscious about it. They're, you know, I always like hear people talking about like specifically like wanting to like eat more healthy or something or like, but I do see a lot of people around me being conscious about like the things they eat and like trying to like get a balanced diet and stuff. But I think, I don't know, maybe primarily being well, being entirely raised in, like, this household where it is such an important um, thing to us, it's definitely helped me, like, maybe, like, see a bit more of it to be able to maybe latch onto it a little bit more, like, even a little bit earlier than maybe some people around me. Do you hear kids at school talking about food or, like, the girls at school talking about food and what they're eating or dieting or, like, any of those types of conversations? Yeah, I do, and a lot of time it's it's kind of sad to be, like, hear someone be like, oh yeah, I wish I was able to eat healthier. I wish I was like skinnier. I wish I was, Mm. I wish my body looked a little bit different. And that's always sad to hear, but there's definitely also a lot of people around me who definitely have a really good relationship with food. And I see that. And I like, it's always super like exciting to see someone who's really happy about who they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what about, um, body confidence? How have you felt like your body confidence is like, where do you feel like that is for you? Cause the teenage years are super hard yeah. with body confidence and being confident in who you are, but also confident in your body. And what is, what do, where do you feel like your confidence is right now? What has that been built on? Um, I feel like recently it's been, I've been like on like a kind of like time where I'm trying to like really accept like who I am and loving me for me and being able to then love others for who they are. And I feel like that's not always been the case. I've been like in a really not great like place, like with my confidence, like a few times and just like having to like rebuild from that is always hard, but I'm 
I'm doing a lot better with it. Yeah. What do you felt like shook your confidence? Um, mostly times of like transition in my life are mm-hmm. always periods where like everything in my life is kind of like rocky. So it just like adds on to that. Like especially the transition from like middle school to high school and stuff is the time when like everything's changing. And it's just like looking around and seeing everything change and then looking like inwards and being like, mm, maybe this isn't the best either. Is always a hard period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from from a uh, you know from a teen's perspective, there are parents listening of you know teens of all different types. But one thing I can say for most parents, I think most of them want to raise healthy, body confident, overall confident teenagers. What is some advice that you would give to the parents to help them do that? Um, I think something that's really helped me is um, that doesn't. That kind of confidence and self-awareness doesn't come from nowhere. And even if it does come from you, it's way harder. Um, And to be able to see that modeled for you is always way easier than to just, like, flip a switch and be like, well, I'm going to be better about um, feeling confident in myself. Like, if you see, like, parents modeling that confidence, it's way easier to reflect onto yourself. Like, I always, like, I've never noticed you, like, having... I've always noticed you being like super like positive about like your body and the people the bodies of people around you and that always like reflects onto me and like that helped me to have a better mindset about that Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's such an important thing to reinforce is that there's only so much we as parents can say yeah and there's a lot that is just you just catch actions yeah Yeah. Yeah. actions speak way louder than words yeah you just see and, and you see modeled for you um confidence has always been something that has been something that I've had from a very, very young age mm-hmm. and um, modeling that for you guys is really important. And that, and that comes back to like what we talked about at the beginning too, with my business is like, that's part of the things that I want you guys to be able to see and to learn is to, for you to go after your dreams, for you to set goals and for you to, like you said, be who you are. Yeah. And I think that's, um, super wise of you. Um, okay. Let's talk about CrossFit a little bit. Ooh. Because I actually went back and listened to that episode. I told you this yeah. this morning. And you were like railing me for not taking me you to CrossFit. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. So we finally did. We did. So tell us about your first time at CrossFit. Oh, yeah. So at the place we go to, I don't know if that's like standard, but you have to do like three like foundations classes before and this you was can so, actually. So for everyone knows, this was over the summer. Over the summer, yeah. When so, I didn't have anything in the morning. And, like, so I was going go. into your sophomore year. So yes. Your fi- summer after freshman year. She was turning 15. Mm-hmm. Summer after sophomore year, going into her, or sorry, summer after junior, freshman year. There you go. Going into your sophomore year. Yeah. Uh, we did, how do you do foundations? So it's we like three class. personal classes with a trainer. Mm-hmm. It was me, the trainer, and this other girl my age. Mm-hmm. We were able to like, kind of like learn the basics and stuff, and it was good to be able to like be in the gym, but like separate from everyone else to kind of get like the feel for the, like the vibe and like what you're going to be doing. But then um, we transitioned into actual classes, and I went with you, and then eventually dad, um, to like do classes together. And that was super fun, terrifying, fun. but really fun. <laughs> it was really fun. It was, it was really fun to have you there. So, you know, what were your thoughts about CrossFit? Um, I really, I really enjoy it. Yeah. There has been a l- few times where I just like, I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I want to go back to bed and I don't really want to go. But then, you know, you, it's not that big of a barrier for me. Cause you're literally, you drive me there and just, just I don't really have to do much. Just wake up and sit in the car. Um, and I come back and I work, we're driving home and I'm always just like, so glad that I went and I like, I'll turn to you and be like, that was a good workout. That was mm-hmm. a good day. I feel like I can have a good day now. And it's, I 
really enjoy when I'm there. I mean, what, like, I feel like what you just said is what so many people listening can relate to of that idea of like, yeah, oh, I don't really want to do it. Sure. But then afterwards, you're always glad that you did. It feels so good. Yeah. And it always, it always feels really good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been really fun to have Kate at CrossFit mm-hmm. and, um, she can't do it during the school year. No. It just doesn't work with her schedule, but during summers and days uh, off and days off days when we don't have school, um, then she can come in and, and CrossFit us. Um, Okay, one question that I had about our family and specifically the family dynamic uh, is, you know, how do you see some of our family's food times or our family's rituals around food or the way that our family views food or the way that we eat food or whatever in contrast to maybe some of your friends' families? I mean, I think there's like that underlying like feeling of like specifically our family, like we eat together, we like at least one meal every day we sit down and have with the family. And um, not to say that other people don't have that, but that's just, like, something I notice in our family is super important to us. And because it's that, like, time where you get to sit and eat together, it becomes a really important time. And, like, we have um, we have really, like, good meals, and we, like, sit down and enjoy each other's company. And so along with that, we also have, like, try and, like, structure, like, meals. We always talk about, like, who, like, cooks the meal, who, like, cleans up the meal and stuff. And the food itself is just, like, we always try and, like, have, like, a main dish and, like, a protein and, like, a vegetable and, like, stuff like that so we can always, like, plan out and then eat together. Mm-hmm. And um, do we force you guys to eat food? No. I mean, try your hardest. Two fights, no bites, but it doesn't always work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, like, like, tonight we had... Oh, roasted squash. Yeah, that didn't go over very well. Yeah, Kate was the only child who ate them. Oh, I loved it. It was wonderful. <laughs> um, but we had it. It was on the table. Yeah. Dad, I, and Kate ate it. And, and everyone else just ate what they wanted. And the boys ate the other things on the table that, the they, the rice. that they wanted. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those things that are like, it's always there on the table, but we don't force anybody to, yeah. to have a lot of that. Okay, in the realm of family stuff, what are some of our family mantras? Our family mantras? Yeah. Oof. Um, well, the one I just said, no, two fights, no bites, I feel like used to be a really big thing, but kind of the sentiment is like, still there. But you guys have kind of grown up a little bit, too. Yeah, we're so grown up. <laughs> We've grown out of two bites, no bites. Um, I think something that's been, like, it's not entirely like a mantra, but like a theme is, like, try everything, like, once. It's like, try it, like, see if you like it, and, like, uh, stick with it and like always like have something that you and you're not enjoy. talking about food no like yeah. hobbies wise yeah. like to like like I went through a rock a rock climbing phase like I went rock climbing with dad like twice and then I was like not for me but like dad and you both are, are like always pushing us to like have like hobbies and things that we enjoy and to uh, try everything just to, you know, see if you like it. Well, and I think that goes back to your point that you were saying is like the, this time of your life is, is really just like Mm -hmm. figuring out who you are and what you like and what you enjoy and you know, what makes you happy and things like that. And so whatever we can do to facilitate you kind of in that discovery process, I think is one of the things that we want to provide structure for. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so from a teen's perspective, what do teenagers need most from their parents? Oof. Um, I would say uh, a lot of people my age are so, like, busy and, 
like wrapped up in like everything that they're doing, maybe out of home, out of the home, that when like they come home, like the thing they kind of need most is just that like support and love that like um, they're, they might need to like go through, like if they like come home from like a sports practice and come home and still have like two hours of homework just to be like, I'm here, like I like, what do you like need me to do? You need me like bring you like a snack or do you want to watch a movie later? Or, like just that like um, support that is, makes going through like all those like busy times a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Anything else? You have all the parents listening right now. Hi, parents. <laughs> what else? Is there anything else that you would say of, like, what teens need from their parents? Um, I think another thing is just, like, acceptance of, like, uh, teenagers are, for the most part, going to be who they are. Um, and to just, like, accept them for that and to not try and, like, push too aggressively for, like, what you want from them, but to, like, let them to like guide them in their life and just let them event like ultimately make their inform them and let them let them make their own decisions and figure out like who they are and what they want in the world. Yeah, it's like this balancing between like providing a soft place to land <laughs> and providing some like guidance but with without like the constraints or the yeah. reins of like this is how it needs to be. I think that's the balance that like most parents try to walk is how do we like keep you safe yeah and it's definitely super hard and and let you experience Mm -hmm. as well uh so that's really good okay i want to circle back around to something we already touched on but i want to dive a little bit deeper and that is bodies and i'm curious (laughs) i'm curious do you hear a lot of girls talk about their bodies at school or at practice or uh yeah definitely i think everyone's super aware of like um what their body looks like and then like consequently like maybe seeing other people and like maybe comparing or like judging and it's it's a topic that comes up not like often but like every once in a while and it's kind of just like a slap in the face when you hear like someone else like criticizing or talking even like overly positive comments about other people's bodies Mm. is just yeah tell me more about that um I think when you know, it's always, like, it's obvious, like, if you hear someone talk negatively about, like, their body or someone else's body, it's always going to be, like, sucky. But, like, even if you hear someone, like, overly, like, compliment, like, all the time someone else's body, it, like, also, like, grates on you and them. And it's just, like, to be, like, have that kind of, like, I don't know, it's almost like a pressure to be, like, always telling someone that they're perfect, like, definitely also gets you and them down. Yeah. Well, and it's like an overall focus on the body. Like, why exactly. do we need to focus on your body yeah. positively or negatively? Like, it can just be like a vessel or a thing that you use. Yeah, rather than um, who you are. Right. And I think that's that's the big thing is like, can we separate who we are is separate from our body? Exactly. You are not your body. You are not what you look like. Mm-hmm. You are so much deeper and more than that. And so I, I, I think I appreciate the wisdom that you just shared in that, that it's like, sometimes we, we say you shouldn't do the negative. You shouldn't criticize your body. You shouldn't talk bad about your body. You shouldn't like all, like we get that, that we like don't want to do the negatives, but it's sometimes more insidious when we start talking about the positives of like complimenting your body and things like that. And, and it's insidious because if you have the positive aspect, you automatically have to have the negative right like if you have a compliment then when you don't look good then you have to like go the other side and so it becomes really insidious because 
we think, oh, we're doing this great thing about complimenting people's yeah. bodies or complimenting our own, own body, but then inherently the other side of the coin. There's always a dark side. There's always a dark side to that. Then the other side of the coin has to be, well, then we have to like think bad about our bodies when they don't look a certain way. And so I think the much more healthy approach is kind of one that I'm hearing you say, which is much more of like a neutralized. It's mm-hmm. like, we don't just like, we don't have to like say positive or negative yeah. things. It's just like, and yeah, even if like you want to like compliment someone about that, like you can be more about like the way that like they chose to dress that day or like the way they chose to do their hair that day, which are more way more expressions of themselves than mm. the way their actual body looks is the way they like dress their body or the way they like, mm. like their way they like, I don't know, like what shoes they're wearing or like what like earrings they have. Like those are something they chose for themselves rather <sighs> than something that they just have. Yeah, it's so good. But see, the converse or like things that people would say is like, oh, well, their choices created their body. But I think it's such like a damaging thing to make those assumptions about people and... Everybody's different. Yeah, and genetics and like predispositions. And I just think it's so silly to think that there's like a standard, one standard for health and beauty. And that health, this is what really grates my... Grates your gears. Grates my gears. (laughs) Irks my tater. Irks your tater. (laughs) Is is the fact that people feel like there's a look for healthy. Yeah. And that it just like frustrates me to no avail. Like that there is one look that you can look at somebody and tell if they are healthy or not. It's it's like not true. Um, Are eating disorders a thing in high school? Uh, Are they a thing that's talked about (laughs) in high school? I'm sure that they are a thing, but I'm just wondering if that's something that people even talk about or um I think the only people you hear talking about eating disorders are people who have um experienced them or like themselves or like from another person like someone who's actively going through something like that is from my experience not likely to talk about it maybe it's just me but like I haven't heard like someone like currently going through something like that to like be open about it like that. Like yeah, it's usually a shame based. Yeah, definitely. Um, experience, which is which is sad because it makes you don't get the help that you need. Exactly. Okay, a couple more questions. Uh, the first one is: What are some things that you've learned from me? From you? Yeah. Oh. Um. I think one of the big things is, um, like the way that you achieve like your goals and your dreams like to like I've definitely learned that like if you want something you're not gonna like achieve it by sitting around and like wanting for it you have to actually like go out and take the steps even if they're like small steps but like to actively make like progress towards what you want rather than just like looking at it and like wishing you had it um that's something that you've taught me a lot about and I definitely try to emulate the best I can yeah you you pretty rock you rock it pretty well I pretty rock it you pretty rock it I pretty rock it <laughs> she's pretty rocking <laughs> uh and then the next question is what are some of the things that you feel like you've learned on your own or you feel like you've discovered over the last couple of years maybe about yourself um I think a part of growing up is just becoming that much more self-aware mm-hmm. about like Oh, it doesn't stop. Oh, oh no. It just keeps going. <laughs> it keeps going. Keeps I'm going. still becoming more self-aware at yeah. 38. Look at you go. Um, and just kind of learning like what things you enjoy and um, where you want to go. We're still not there yet, but we're getting there. 
um, and the things that you want to do and that's something that you know no one else can teach you that you have to like only you know truly who you are going to be and who you are trying to become um, and that's something that I've definitely had to learn and continue need still continue to learn and that's yeah okay any final thoughts that you want to share with all the parents who are listening oh my goodness parents um, about bodies, about food, about being a teenager. Um, just be nice to each other. Like, be, be nice to we're, people. We're pretty nice to each other. We're, we're, we're kind of nice to each other, I guess. <laughs> She's being sarcastic. <laughs> but, yeah, it's probably not obvious over just audio. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm really nice to you. You're super nice to me. I'm super nice to you. Yeah, and to just, like, kind of let people live their lives like and like just love them along the way just everyone's figuring themselves out yeah i love it oh i love you i love you <laughs> you're a rock star uh super happy to have you come back on the podcast yeah uh, we'll have to come back have you come back in three years when you're oh, 18 i don't like thinking about that <laughs> and graduating from high school <gasps> Sorry, I had a thought, and that was not... <laughs> what was your thought? Oh, just that I'm going to graduate one day. Oh, yeah. That was like a bad thought. Yeah. Kate's Scary not, thought. Kate's not really ready to leave yet. <laughs> I don't think you're ready for me to leave. I'm absolutely not ready Mm-mm. for you to leave. Um, dad and I... It's okay. I'll attic. Sometimes dad and I look at each other, and we like... I did this I recently. I, I turn around, and you guys are just making puppy eyes at each other. I'm just like... <laughs> We're like, she's going to leave at some point. No, she's not. No. (laughs) Even if you kick me out, I'm just living in the attic. It's okay. (laughs) Um, But sure do love you. And I'm glad that you came on and shared all of your wisdom. Dad has me beat by like how many episodes now? Oh, I think he's only been on three. This is your second one. I actually don't believe that. I think he's been on my... He's... mm. Yeah, well... Are you saying you want to come on more? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just kind of mad that it has been beat, but it's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember, my friend, you can do anything. Hey, friend, have you heard the news? We have a Biceps After Babies Radio insider list. If you love Biceps After Babies Radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group. You'll be the first to know all things about the podcast, see some behind the scenes, and get special messages from yours truly. We want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast. And last, did this episode particularly resonate with you? If so, will you please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And, you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.